For the record. For the record. For the record. For the record. Been a little too nice to y'all. Now I got a up price for y'all. Snake eyes on dice for y'all. Shoulders on ice for y'all. Eight six all the hay. I won't get involved today. What is up, you sexy people, you? I hope you guys had an amazing Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. You are all the last people I am going to wish a happy New Year to, so happy New Year. I'm done. I'm never saying that shit again this year. Uh, Man. Big, big 2018. It was a crazy year. A lot of crazy shit happened. I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to that. 2019 It's going to be one for the books. We're going to start it off with a bang. This is the first podcast of the year. And man, it will be the first of many for this year. So I get in pretty deep. I talk about this amazing book that I had just listened to on Audible, all about traveling uh, so if you're looking for some travel information, for some inspiration, this will be a great podcast for you. At the end, I wrap up everything that's about to happen with this trip that we're taking to Southeast Asia. Uh, yeah, man, it's going to be one hell of a ride. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Much love. Um, oh, can't forget sponsors. So. This podcast is brought to you by Burst. Do you brush your teeth? Do you not brush your teeth? Do you have stank-ass breath? Should you be brushing your teeth more? Have you been using the same toothbrush for God knows how long? Well, let me do you a favor. I'm going to inform you about the newest Baddest fucking toothbrush on the market. Burst. So, let me tell you a little bit about this toothbrush. First of all, you guys know how that charcoal craze has been all the thing recently? Getting those pearly, pearly whites? Well, this brush has charcoal-infused bristles for safe whitening, which, man, I just hate dunking my toothbrush in the charcoal and pulling it back out and then just fucking getting it all over the place. It's like black tar. It's ridiculous. Anyways, this has got that shit infused. It has three simple settings, whitening, sensitive, or massage. I always like getting massage. Massage my gums. Replacement heads are shipped straight to your door every three months with a subscription option. Yes, that's right. They do have a subscription option, and they will ship you new brush heads on a doctor-recommended three-monthly basis. I don't know if that was the correct way to say that, but we're going to go with three-monthly basis. Subscriptions include a lifetime warranty. Without a subscription, you get a two-year warranty on your toothbrush. They've got a couple different colors. I personally have the black one. It feels so well built. Like, it feels like a toothbrush, but it also feels like a work of art. I'm holding a work of art in my hand. It's smooth. It's amazing. It's for your teeth. Anyways, it's got a 90-day money-back guaranteed if you're not satisfied. You will be satisfied, though. You haven't had anything like this in your mouth for a while. Trust me. It's got an easy USB port charger. Everything's USB these days. It's got a powerful lithium battery that has a quick charge and lasts for four weeks. Some of these other toothbrushes, you charge them, they're dead after a week or two, maybe even three. This motherfucker is going to go for four weeks, which is good because I'm not trying to charge that shit every day. Also, obviously, you know how subscriptions work these days. People are cutting out the middleman, saving you money. So, really, the subscription option is the way to go. Get those new brush heads coming to your front door every three months. Doctor recommended. Go ahead and try this bad boy out. At the end of the day, the toughest choice is which color do you choose? So... 
go ahead and visit burstoralcare.com and use code DHX3QH for $30 savings. Again, that code is DHX3QH for $30 savings. All right, let's go ahead and get into this podcast. Much love, y'all. We out. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. For the record, you ain't trying to grow any stone for you. For the record, lab on me going all the way. For the record, ain't trying to make no time to waste. Running through it with the young influence, adolescent presence, I'm succumbing to it. I've been giving yeses when I shouldn't do it. All right, what is up, everybody? Man, the time has come. As I'm making this podcast, I am sitting in sunny Redondo Beach, California. I finished up working the job. Shout out to Amazon for letting me work there for the past six months. Uh, Not a bad job, to be honest with you guys. Not a bad job. So, man... How have we gotten to this point? It is currently, what's today's date? It is January 6th, which means I will be leaving the country in exactly three days. I remember, shit, booking this ticket maybe six months ago, just so excited to go and do this tour throughout Southeast Asia and man just looking at the clock like shit man six months I got all this debt I gotta pay off I've got money I owe to my parents just all sorts of things that I had to get taken care of and some of you know like when you set a date time seems to move a bit slower than normal and man that six months I'm not gonna say it crept by because I really spent the majority of my time working 10 hours a day six days a week which helped a lot but it's here that's all I can say and I'm excited about it so Let's talk a little bit about just how I got to this point and what's about to take place. I've had some some really awesome realizations, some amazing things that have happened to me while working at Amazon. The good thing about that job was I had a bunch of free time while I was driving the van around delivering packages to listen to all sorts of podcasts, uh, audiobooks, different stuff like that. And for this episode, I really wanted to talk about a book that truly inspired me and I found a ton of value in. And I would highly recommend anybody that's an avid reader, a traveler, really if you just want a good inspirational book, then Vagabonding is the book for you. So the title of the book is Vagabonding, An Uncommon Guide to the Art of Long-Term World Travel. It's by an author named Rolf Potts, and I'm sure a lot of you have heard of this book. If you have not, uh, definitely look it up because it is one of the most popular and influential travel books uh, ever created, ever written. So I highly suggest checking that book out. There were so many different things, so many different points uh, Rolf made that 
just really hit home for me. And with this big trip coming up, me not really sure the direction that my life is going to go in, really how this whole thing is going to turn out, to be honest with you guys, it was nice to find some peace of mind in this book and realize that other people have the same feelings that I do where they want to get out, they want to escape, they know that their life has more meaning to it, but also they're not really sure how to do it, how to go about it, they have questions that need to be answered, and I believe this book does a, an incredible job of answering a lot of those questions that pop up. If you guys do hear me sniffle on a side note, I'm sorry. I recently got my septum pierced, and it's just been making my nose run quite a bit. Plus, I'm with my parents at their place, and they have cats, and I'm allergic. So, sniff, sniff, fuck me, right? Anyways, back to what I was saying. This book is absolutely incredible, so I would highly suggest giving it a read, purchasing it. I've already listened to it. I don't read. I'm not much of a reader. I'm not sure if I've told you guys that before, but reading is not my uh, my specialty. Some people can really get lost in books, the pages, the feel of them. Not really my thing. Reading makes me fall asleep. But audiobooks, those are right up my alley. So I've listened to this now twice on audiobook, and both times I got different key elements out of it. So I just wanted to kind of go over multiple things that I thought really played a key factor in the book of inspiring me, letting me know that I'm making the right decision, and hopefully some things that may get you to ask yourself some questions and really make you question, you know, where it is that you're at in your life, what it is that you're doing, and if it's really what you are meant to be doing, or if it's just something that you're doing to get by. So I've took, I've taken a bunch of notes in my phone, and I'm just going to be skimming through some of the stuff, reading off to you, and then kind of talking over those points Uh, Because like I said, there was a lot of powerful stuff that was said or written in this book that I wanted to share with you guys. So the first thing is, travel should not be an escape from your real life. It should be a discovery of your real life. And I think that's put so beautifully. I think so many people only travel to get away from the situations that they're currently in. Obviously, people want to go see amazing things and they want to travel to these beautiful places, but they do it, they rarely ever do it. And when they do actually take these trips, it's like you can't fully enjoy them because you're you're leaving, most likely you're taking a break from a job that you're not a huge fan of. And you're going to enjoy yourself and kick back and relax in this incredible place, wherever it is that you're taking the vacation. Yet, you're not really experiencing and enjoying the, the vacation because it's simply that it's a vacation. And you're using it to give yourself a break and not so much because you want to discover this new place. So really what I think he's saying is make traveling a genuine part of your life. Make it something that you do, not just something that you use to get away from the situation that you're currently in. So my only intentions when working a job is to make enough money so that I can quit that job. I never go into a job thinking, I'm going to work here for the rest of my life, or I'm just going to keep working here and see how everything goes. For the most part, I'm not getting some 
big time job. Um, I'm really not, you know, I'm not looking at jobs that are that important. I'm looking at jobs so they can give me just allow me to use them as stepping stones to get to the next place in my life. And honestly, I don't go in there like, man, this is, I'm going to see how long they'll keep me or I'm going to see if I can climb this ladder. It's like, I know in my heart, this is not what I want to do. So I'm just going to use this. I'm going to make some money and I'm going to go travel and I'm going to allow myself to grow as a person. And maybe I'll come across something that I'm really passionate about. Maybe I'll meet some people, you know, anything can happen. So for me personally, I never really go into a job thinking I'm going to be here for the rest of my life, especially because I haven't found what I'm extremely passionate about. Now, if you're in a job that you're extremely passionate about, awesome. Keep doing that. But if you're not, realize it's just a stepping stone to get you to the next place. So use it as such. For the longest time, I've wondered what I would become, where my life would lead, how things would turn out, what kind of job I would have, how happy I would be. And to be honest with you guys, all of that scared the absolute shit out of me for a long time. And for the longest time, I was passionate about basketball. That ended up not turning out how I wanted it to. I had dealt with some injuries um, throughout my collegiate career. And that just kind of came to a screeching halt. After that, I quickly realized I don't have a ton of skills. And so on the travel front, the timing was good for me. It was just like, hey, I don't, I'm not that great at anything. So what I'm going to do, again, is just work these kind of shitty jobs, bank up some money, and I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go find something. I'm going to go in search of something that's going to light a fire in me that I can be passionate about for the rest of my life. Now, I know one of the things that I'm extremely passionate about is giving back. It's helping people. Um, so throughout these next couple years, I plan on doing a ton of uh, volunteer type work, whether it be with animals, whether it be with uh, families and kids in third world countries, whatever, whatever uh, life brings to me. Uh, but I know that that's something that really hits home for me. So that's something that I'm going to focus on. Now, you have to understand, timing, when, when talking about traveling, when talking about taking a big trip, when talking about doing something life-changing like this, timing always sucks. Conditions are never perfect, and the streetlights are never all green. You can't expect to wait around to book this trip of your dreams or take this incredible journey or whatever it is that you want to do until everything lines up perfectly. If that's what you're waiting for, it'll never happen. I don't know how many times I've been in positions where I've wanted to take a trip and I was kind of waiting for things to line up and then I realized shit's never going to all perfectly line up. So if I want to do this, I need to make a move. Whoever you believe in favors the movers and the shakers. I'm telling you people, like, if you're just sitting around waiting for everything to line up perfectly, you're never going to do anything. If you're the one that's going to take action and make shit happen, that's when things are going to fall into line. For example, when I find a place that I want to go, perfect example, this trip that I'm about to take, this big around the world, whatever trip that I'm about to take. One, I knew I wanted to take it, but I didn't know how to go about it. 
I had an idea in my head, hey, I've always wanted to go to the Philippines. The Philippines is very high on my list. After I did Thailand, after I did Bali, the Philippines was up next. And I'm like, this is a place that I'm going to go. So what did I do? I did a little quick research. I found a plane ticket. I'm like, you know what? The best way to guarantee that I'm going to go on this trip, even though I'm looking six, seven months in advance, is to book the ticket right now. If I book the ticket right now, then I'm already setting in motion. I'm already planting a seed. I'm already putting it out there into the universe that, hey, I've made a decision. This is going to happen. I'm going to take this fucking trip. And everything else is just going to build around the idea, the plan that I'm taking this trip. And I think a lot of you guys need to take that same assertiveness in your own lives when it's like, hey, I want to get something done. Hey, I want to go on this trip. You know what? It may not be for five, six, seven, eight months. But if you book that ticket, if you take the action and you put it into play, it's going to work out. You're going to realize, hey, wow, I've got this four or $500 ticket booked. I don't want to blow that four or $500. So I better start doing everything that's necessary to get myself in the position that I need to be in by the time that trip comes around. So when it does, I'm fucking ready. Like, I'm good to go. And that's what I did. I booked that ticket knowing that I wanted to travel for an extended period of time. I had about $12,000, dollars $12 to $15,000 in debt that I had to pay off. And I had between six and seven months to do it. Not only did I have to pay that debt off, but I had to get into the green. I had to start saving money as well. So I'm telling you guys, once you take the first step, the first step is always the hardest step. Everything else after that is easy peasy. Sure, there'll be issues that come up, but as long as you can get past that first step, you're going to fucking make it. You're going to be good. All right, let's see. Okay, so this was a very interesting point that was made in the book um, that I also completely agree with. I'm going to put it kind of into my words. I find nothing more challenging than putting myself into a situation where nothing is certain. It's not certain where I'll eat, where I'll sleep, how I'll make my money, but the best part about uncertainty is it gives me all the options in the world to choose from. Man. I could not agree more with that. There's really two type of people in the world. There's the people that are comfortable with being comfortable and the people that are comfortable being uncomfortable. I learned throughout my athletic career, throughout my network marketing career, that the best way to grow as a person is to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Because if you're constantly doing the same thing day in and day out, you leave yourself no room for growth. You're fighting the same battles. You're going up against the same demons. You're doing the same shit every day. And it's like, cool, you may get really good at working around those situations. But you're not going to grow past that. I realize that, hey, if I want to become the type of person that I believe I want to become, I need to put myself in situations that either I need to do things that I suck at or I need to put myself in situations where I've never been in before. For example, when I took, a, when I took this trip to Europe uh, this last March for my 26th birthday, I spent an entire March uh, the entire month of March, traveling through Europe. The first two weeks I spent by myself. That was the first time that I had traveled solo in my entire life. I was scared shitless. I was uncomfortable. And there were situations like I had gotten off a plane in Germany. I had gone down to the train station to catch a train to into the city of Berlin. And... I went up to the kiosk to buy a train ticket, and I did not 
understand dick. It might have been a it might as well have been a combination of chemistry and geometry and calculus and words. I mean, I had no fucking chance of understanding what this kiosk said. So, being the introvert person that I am, I was like, oh shit, how am I going to make this work? What am I going to do? I don't really want to talk to anybody because that's going to make me get out of my comfort zone and I'm not really comfortable with that. And then I realized, dude, this is exactly what you're here for. These are the moments that force you to grow as a, not only a traveler, but as a person in general. So... I ended up going up to somebody, and luckily for me, they spoke some English. I let them know what the problem was, where I was trying to go, that I was a, you know, a dumb American that only spoke one English. One English. Holy shit. That couldn't have been any more perfect. I was a dumb American that only spoke one English. No. Fucking hey, dude. (laughs) I was a dumb American that only spoke one language, and that was English. And uh, they were more than happy to help me out and help me, you know, decode that incredible German language with those letters, that fucking hieroglyphs. And uh, I ended up getting on the train that I was supposed to get on. And the girl that I had asked actually was getting on the same train with me. And she told me exactly where I needed to get off at to make sure I was good to go. Again, at the end of the day, getting out of your comfort zone almost always forces you to grow and makes you a better person. So focus on doing more stuff like that because it really does. It helps not only with traveling, but it just genuinely helps you grow as a person. <sighs> All right, this was a this was a big one for me. Like this was a realization that I came to more recently than anything. And how am I going to start? Okay, so to be honest, I've always wanted to be liked. I've always wanted to be accepted by everyone. I've always wanted to be respected. As I grow older, I realize how impossible that is. No matter what you do, there will be people that love you and there will be people that dislike you and there's nothing that you can do about that. But at the end of the day, the most important person you should be focusing on making happy is yourself because you have to realize if you're not happy, how in the world could you make anyone else happy? I quickly realized Actually, God, it wasn't that quick, but I started to realize as I got older that, Sean, listen, not everybody's going to like you. You're somewhat different. You're kind of an introvert, which is already a major turnoff to a lot of people. You're large. A lot of times you're scary looking. Somebody told me when I was younger that I should smile more when I walk around. So that was something that I really focused on working on, um, (laughs) which hopefully I've made uh, changes. Hopefully I smile more when you guys see me. But I was just always trying to please everybody. I wanted to be that guy that everybody liked. And really, that's just not, it's not possible. Especially when (laughs) you're the type of person that I am. I'm very outspoken. I'm very forward. And I I tell people what's on my mind. And for the most part, you know, it tends to work out pretty well. But there's also going to be those people that, you know, that don't like you. But I let it get to the point where I was changing the type of person that I was so that other people would like me more. And I know a bunch of people do this. I mean, fuck, everybody does it. Literally everybody. There is not one person out there that doesn't do some sort of thing to make other people happy that 
they would probably rather not do. I mean, go ahead. Think about something that you do that you're like, well, this person likes this or that person likes that or whatever it is that you're like, "Ah, to be honest with you, I'd rather not do that. Like, if you're not farting in public, who doesn't want to just fart when they have to fart? I mean, honestly, if you got to rip ass, you rip ass. But other people are like, yo, man, that's fucking gross. Uh, don't do that. I'm not trying to smell that shit. Obviously, I get it's being courteous. But in all reality, you're holding in your farts because you don't want people to judge you for farting in front of them. That's just a small example. Everybody does that. Not everybody. My mom actually farts in public. She gives no fucks. Shout out to you, mom. Anyways, everybody everybody has that type of thing. But at the end of the day, the idea is to focus on making yourself happy. Be happy with who you are as a person, and all that other shit will just fall right into place. So they had this really awesome quote in the book that resonated with me and I'm sure that's going to start sounding familiar because there was a lot of quotes in the book that resonated with me but uh, this was one that you know I just really enjoyed self nor wealth can be measured in terms of what you consume or own self nor wealth can be measured in terms of what you consume or own I think so many people these days, especially in America, which is one of the major reasons I'm leaving, put so much value into the things that they own, things that they buy. And I mean, I get it. Honestly, for the longest time, I was so concerned about the way I looked, what I wore, um you know, what car I drove, where I lived, all of these things that made me just seem more important in the eyes of society. Because keeping up with the Joneses is probably the number one thing everybody has in the back of their head. Now, sure, you have the people that are minimalist and the people that just, you know, don't really give much of a fuck. But for the majority of people, their main focus is how do I appear to everyone else? And again, I'm right there with you guys. For the longest time, my main focus was how do I appear to everyone else? And this ties back into the last point I was making of being happy with who you are. We seem to constantly be trying to please other people. And while doing that, we get lost in who we truly are. And that was the point that I was trying to make. One of the main reasons why I'm heading over to Southeast Asia is the first time I went over there, the first time I visited Thailand, I had this realization that these people don't give a fuck about any of the stuff that we're so tied up in here in the U.S. They're not on their phones all the time. They could give two shits about social media. They don't care what they wear. They're not, like, looking to drive the freshest, most expensive cars or live in the biggest, nicest places. It's not about that to them. It's about community it's about family. It's about playing a role that's going to help the people in your community succeed. To provide for not only your family, but your town, your city. And again, obviously, there's some people in these other countries that are much higher in class and focus on some of the things, the nicer cars, the electronics, the places that they live. But the majority of people that you meet are just living. They're just enjoying life and 
when I first got around those people, it was crazy. It was just like, man, these people have got it down. Like, they found the fucking secret. And when you think about how people can be so happy in third world countries, you're like, well, these people don't have this, that, or the other thing. We forget that we were pretty happy too before all of this this huge technology boom. Like you have to think about it as a kid. You didn't give a shit about this stuff as a kid. You didn't care really about what you wore. Um, you obviously weren't driving. You didn't have a phone. It was just like, yo, I'm trying to meet people. I'm trying to play. I'm trying to have fun. I'm trying to make new friends. I'm trying to enjoy my life. And that's the kind of lifestyle these people are living. And it's just so simple that, you know, it really inspired me and made me truly want to focus more on living that that way. I think something that ties in perfectly with this segment is most people are looking to get rich from life not live richly. That was a quote that was said in the book as well. And man, I could not have said it better myself. Most people are looking to get rich from life. The majority of people that I come across are doing things simply to make the most money as possible. Now again, there's nothing wrong with making a lot of money or having a lot of money. I wish I had more money than I currently do, only because what I would use it on. But I am not living my life simply to make money. I am trying to live a rich and fulfilled life, and I will go and make some money to allow myself to create these rich, fulfilling memories that I want to create instead of constantly just working, 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 not living, just banking money, buying unnecessary things. Again, just at the end of the day, not truly measuring my life in terms of the amount of stuff that I've done, the things that I've seen, and the experiences that I've had, the people that I've impacted, but measuring it on my car, my house, my clothes, those type of things. At the end of the day, I feel like that's what the majority of people are measuring their lives on that live in the U.S. Now, I've already kind of mentioned this, but one of the main reasons I'm leaving on this trip around the world is because I want to discover true, genuine human interaction. In March, when I traveled throughout Europe for a month, like I said before, and I put myself in the position um, of traveling the first half of the trip solo, I had to come out of my comfort zone, and I had to meet people, random people, I did a lot of couch surfing while I was traveling. If you don't know what couch surfing is, uh, basically, it's this app or website. You contact or you make a post. You say, hey, I'm going here. I'm going to be here and here these dates, yada, yada, yada. Or you reach out to people that live in those areas, and they basically offer you a space to sleep for free. It's an absolutely incredible service. Um, I've used it all across the world. So, with that being said, I was doing a lot of couch surfing, which introduced me to a lot of random people that I had never really interacted with from other countries. And, I mean, it was uncomfortable for me, but it became something that I got used to. And it was actually extremely enjoyable to meet all of these different people who were willing to open up their homes all across the world that had 
no idea who I was. Obviously, they had seen my profile. You know, they had learned some information about me. But in America, imagine people just opening up their homes to travelers and letting people sleep on their couches. Like, that's not the way that we were raised. It's just not who we as Americans are. Now, granted, some people in the U.S. totally down for that type of lifestyle. But the majority of people are not. And I just want to go meet those people that are that are like me. And it's unfortunate because, yeah, sure, people in the U.S. like to travel. They, you know, they take trips, but they're taking more vacations. People in other countries focus so much on what travel brings into their lives. For example, we get two weeks of what? Vacation, majority of jobs. Some people get three weeks. Rarely anybody ever uses all of their vacation time. They'd rather take the money from it. But in other places, a lot of countries in Europe, the majority of countries in Europe, Australia, New Zealand, all those places have basically a off year that they take that it's like, hey, I just graduated high school or I just graduated university and I want to go explore the world and I want to grow as a person. It's almost expected of them to do something like that because they know the value of what it'll bring to the millennials' lives. Now, again, older people are doing the same thing as well. It's just looked at totally different. They view travel as not this this bonus that you get, they view it as a way of life. And again, I think that's something that we're heavily lacking in the U.S. Really, when it comes down to it, you got to understand, I'm not special. You're not special. We're not here for some magical reason. At the end of the day, we're all just little dots on a canvas that create a much bigger picture that we can't yet see. With that being said, what you choose to do with your life is completely up to you. You have the ability to turn it into something incredible, but don't expect just because you are living, you've earned the right to have an incredible life. I know so many people that just expect great things to happen to them. When, I mean, what makes you any different than anybody else? I'm not saying you're not important. What I am saying is, listen, if you want something like this, so many people look at this big trip or look at past trips that I've taken and they always tell me, you're so lucky. I can't believe you're able to do something like that. I wish I was you. I'm going to live vicariously through you. Yada, 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 all that other bullshit they tell me. Nothing against you guys that have told me that, but you are no different than I am. You're no different. You're a person. I'm a person. You make decisions. I make decisions. We just happen to make different decisions. I have different intentions for my life, and I decided to take the priority of traveling and put it atop my list. You can do the same thing. I promise you, when it comes down to it, you just decide to put other things at the top of your list. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong idea or the wrong decision. By all means, whatever you value most, put it at the top of your list. Whether it be your family, your friends, your job, your house, your car, whatever it is. I value the shit out of my family. I absolutely love them to death, and that's why I take them on vacations with me. I love the shit out of my friends. That's why I go on vacations with them. That's why I travel with them. I don't have any kids yet, but when I do, I love them so much that I'm going to want to show them all of these amazing things the world has to offer. Again, I don't let my life revolve around work. I choose to make my life revolve around travel, and I build everything off of it from there. Travel and family is the center point of my life. 
Friends would be the third leg to make it a tripod. I work everything off of how I can make the best situation, the, be- the most memories, the best experiences out of those three things. If it's not benefiting my family, my friends, or my traveling life, then it's not going to be anywhere near the top of of my priority list. And again, I think some people, their priorities, I don't want to say pro- people's priorities are fucked up, but I know some people that have fucked up priorities. Now again, if work is at the top of your list, by all means, I hope you love your job, and that's awesome. Maybe family is second, and maybe travel is third, and you work things out to, you know, fit that fit that lifestyle. But for me, when people tell me they wish they could do the things that I do, they wish they could go the places that I go, they wish they had the life that I have, what are you wishing for? Just create it. I do the same thing as you. I put my pants on one leg at a time. I go to work. Like All I'm saying is you guys can do it too. It's not that hard. And I would be more than happy to help anybody align their life, put themselves in a situation where they could start doing more things that they're going to enjoy, that they're going to love, that they're going to get fulfillment out of. Is it easy? No. Is it worth it? A thousand percent. So again, at the end of the day, it's really just what you want to prioritize. I just want to find what's important, what's meaningful, and what I can do to make a real difference in the world. And like I said before, helping people, whether it be helping people learn how to travel on a cheaper budget, whether it be helping build, you know, wells for people that don't have clean water, whether it be helping at animal sanctuaries and shelters, whatever it is, like, I just enjoy helping those who have less than me. And at the end of the day, you just got to find what it is that you really enjoy doing And again, throw that at the top of your priority list and try to find a way that you can make that your number one focus. As I go throughout my life, as I grow older, I continue to ask myself some of the same questions. What are you working for? What are you working towards? What's the goal? And do you consider what your doing living your best life or just merely living a life you have to be again totally understand guys i have no fucking idea what i'm doing with my life but i know that i'm heading in a direction that's only going to lead me up it's only going to lead to bigger and better things it's only going to lead to more friends more amazing experiences I don't allow myself to continuously do the same things over and over simply because I know doing those actions is only going to get me the same results. I've done it. I've seen my friends, my family do it. I've seen people that, you know, I don't have any relationship with just keep doing the same thing and keep getting the same thing. And I decided, hey, that's just not for me. So even though I don't know exactly what I'm doing with my life, and sure, it's scary at times, but I know it's going to be an adventure. It's going to be, you know, educational. I'm going to grow as a human. And by the time I come across that thing that I'm going to be extremely passionate about, I'm going to be fucking ready. I'm going to be extremely well-rounded. And that's all I want for you guys. Like, I don't want... Your life is very limited. The time that you have here is extremely limited. I want you to be able to live your best fucking life, enjoy it as much as possible, be able to spend as much time with your family as you want, and be able to experience all the amazing things this world has to offer. But you're not going to get that life 
if you just stay comfortable doing something that you're not passionate about doing, you're not in love with doing. So I know it's scary to step out of the box and say, hey, I'm going to try something different. It might not work, but I'm going to try it because the chance of failure is there. And man, if you're not failing, you have to realize you're not growing. The only way to get better at something is to try to fail, to recorrect, to try again, to grow, to succeed. I mean, I suck at a lot of stuff. And that gives me, you know, a lot of confidence to realize I have a lot of room to get better at a lot of stuff. The more I fail, the better I get, because the more I fail, the more I learn. So don't just get in a spot that you're making good enough money to get by and continue to do that same thing over and over. If you're not happy every day when you get up to do what you have to do on a daily basis, whether it be for your job, the situation that your family is in, whatever it is, start game planning on how to change it. Little battles. Don't obviously set a big goal picture, but the little battles are what's going to help you build the confidence to end up walking away from whatever situation that you're in that you're unhappy about and put yourself into a situation where, fuck, you're going to be loving life. So let's go ahead and change topics. Let's talk a little bit more about this trip that I have coming up. So people are always so concerned when I take big trips, especially if I leave a job. They want to know what's going to happen when you come back. Like, how can you be gone for three, six, twelve months, just have this huge gap in not working? and come back and get a good job. I know a lot of people are scared of doing something like that because they're afraid of what their employer will think when they see such a fat gap like that on their on their resume or whatever the hell people give people these days. And my answer to that is you have to realize you can't worry about leaving your job having that large gap in between the time you're traveling and the next job you get. Like I said before, I never work a job without the intentions of quitting. In my eyes, quitting is just forcing me to find something new, something better, to stay on the path of fulfillment and adventure. Uh, But trust me, the next job you get after a long layoff of traveling will look completely different than the job that you left. First of all, you're going to be a different person. So you're going to come back with a whole new mindset, a whole new set of skills, a whole new outlook on life, just because that's what traveling does to you. I can also promise you that the people who will be hiring you will be inspired by your story. They'll be jealous of the life that you've lived, the adventures that you've had, the risks that you've taken. And to be honest, they'll admire you. They won't punish you for being gone. They'll want to know more about it. So don't be afraid of taking some time off. Really, don't be afraid of busting your ass at work, saving some money, and then taking some time off and going out and enjoying the world simply because you're afraid of coming back and getting a good job. I can tell you this. Even though I was only working for Amazon and it's not a big deal or anything, I put in a lot of work there. I was one of the best employees, and I left on a good note. They told me, hey, if at any time you want to come back, whether it be three months, six months, a year, we'll have a job for you. So, I mean, that's awesome. It's not like I'm going to come back, but that's awesome. So why why I make that point is make sure if you're at a job that Say you want to go travel, but you don't exactly want to leave that job. Let them know, hey, well, first of all, make sure you're busting your ass at that job. If you're not, 
putting in 100%. If you're playing grab ass and you're not doing the best job you can, don't expect them to want to rehire you if you leave. But if you're the type of person that makes the job better, if you raise their quality of work while you're there, then you have the power. Understand that you could tell them, hey, I want to take some time off. I've got some things that I want to see. I want to do some stuff while I'm still young. I'm going to take the next three months off and I'm going to travel. Obviously give them a heads up in terms of timeline, but let them know, hey, I love what I'm doing here with you guys. I really enjoy this work, uh, but I've got some stuff on my list that I want to cross off and I want to do it right now. So I would greatly appreciate it. I would love to work for you guys when I get back. But honestly, this is something that I really got to do. I think this is going to help me grow as a person. And I think taking this time off is only going to make me a better person and a better employee. Again, the chances of you getting your job back are probably going to be pretty good. If not, they're going to give you a solid recommendation for another place that you might want to work. Simply because they have nothing bad to say about you. So don't concern yourself with taking time off and, you know, getting a job when you get back. At the end of the day, it's just a job. It's not your life. What you're doing is going to live your life. That's the most important thing. When it comes down to it, the question you need to ask yourself is, what do you fear more? Do you fear the idea of quitting your job, going out and traveling, and it somehow not working out? Or do you fear never following your dreams to travel the world, never experiencing what life truly has to offer, never finding your real purpose, and constantly doing something that you're not in love with day in and day out? When I thought about this, at the end of the day, I wanted to know what I feared most. Honestly, I fear being haunted by my unfulfilled dreams, dreams that were put in my heart to accomplish. I'm scared of letting those dreams die if I never attempt to achieve them in the first place. I just, I strongly believe that whatever that thing is, that that voice that you hear in the back of your head telling you to get out there and go, to explore, to see the world... I know a lot of people have that voice. I know I'm not the only one. If I am, I'll deal with that problem later. But I know that a lot of you have that voice too. And you have to realize it's fucking scary to make a decision like this. But you also have to realize it's just... There's there's no easy way to say this. Because I'm going to say this next sentence and you're going to be like, Wow, that seems like you know a big deal. But at the end of the day, it's not. You have to realize that it's just your life. It's just your life. Now, I get it. This may be the only one that we get, and you don't want to screw it up. But then think about this. If it is the only one you get, and you spend it doing things that you're not in love with doing, you're fucking screwing it up. You're wasting the one opportunity that you get to truly live by working your life away. That's what I'm scared most of. I'm scared that this is the only opportunity that I'll get to do this type of thing. Maybe I won't be, you know, I don't know if I believe in reincarnation or getting a redo or anything like that. I don't really think about that stuff that much. But what I do think about is if I don't do this stuff right now, I may never get another opportunity to do it again. I can tell you for damn sure, my grandma is 89 years old. She still travels. But I guarantee you she would trade traveling in her 80s for traveling in her 30s or even her 40s. So don't put it off. Don't keep telling yourself, hey, I'm going to do this later. I've got this other stuff I've really got to do. Trust me. You can do all that other stuff later. You could start a family later. You could do this later. You could do that later. I promise you, I promise you, 
if you travel, if you do these things, if you get out there and explore, if you take these chances, take these risks, by the time you're done with whatever journey that you go on, forever how long it is, you're going to be better than you were when you left. You are going to be in a better state of mind. You're going to be better as a human. You're going to be a better person. You'll be able to handle any situation that comes your way better than you would have been able to before you took the trip. Any situation. I guarantee it. So, Stop worrying so much and take that first step. Like I said, that first step is the hardest step. And if you can get past that first step, if you can book the ticket, if you can just go, your life will change. Whether it be a little bit or a lot, your life will change. I guarantee it. So I want to finish off with a quote, and then I want to kind of recap what's about to happen with my trip. So, obviously, this quote is from the book Vagabonding uh, by Rolf Potts, like I said before. And this quote is from Joseph Campbell. People say that what we are all seeking is a meaning of life. I don't think this is what we are all seeking. I think we're seeking an experience of being alive. I'm going to let that soak in. So, that was just kind of a recap of some of the, you know, very important points I thought the book made, and I just kind of wanted to talk over some of them and make them my own, simply because this thing I'm about to do is insane. Like, I'm about to embark on this incredible journey, and luckily for me, at least on this first leg, I'm not going to be alone. My best friend Connor is going to be with me. And I have some amazing friends that are going to be coming out and visiting me while on the trip. My other best friend Zach, my girl Amanda, like, we're just going to have these amazing... Uh, man, I'm just so blessed to have this all happening. And again, it doesn't happen without hard work, but I promise you, if you guys take action, you can make it happen as well. So, like I said, today is the 6th of February. It is not the 6th of February. It is the 6th of January. What the fuck am I talking about? I will be leaving in three days on the 9th of January. The plan is to fly out to the Philippines. Me and Connor, ugh, that was poor English. I don't like that. Connor and I are going to be staying in the Philippines for about two weeks, and then we are going to be heading down to Indonesia. We're going to be in Indonesia for about a week and a half. Then we're going to pop over to Singapore. I have a dream trip through my travel club booked in Singapore. So we're going to get the five-star experience with that. Super excited. Singapore has been pretty high on my list for quite some time now. Uh, after Singapore, we will be popping up to Malaysia, uh, Kuala Lumpur to be specific. I have another dream trip that I book there. Both of those, the one in Singapore and Malaysia, were free, luckily, uh, due to some awesome shit that previously happened in my travel club. So shout out to that. Free trips. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll spend probably about a week and a half there. And then we'll be popping up to Thailand, Phuket to be specific, which is where our friends will be flying in to meet us at. We will also be heading over to Copenhagen uh, with our friends to catch the Half Moon Party. So you guys are definitely going to want to see some footage from that. That's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, after that, we will be heading up to Bangkok. I have been to Thailand before, but I never went to Bangkok last time I was there. I did Phuket and Chiang Mai, which is a northern uh, city up in the mountains. So I'm excited to do Bangkok. Obviously, very popular place. Uh, spent about four days there. After that, it's kind of up in the air. We're not sure if we really, really want to travel to Laos yet 
or pop right over to Cambodia. But uh, if it works out, we'll do Laos and then Cambodia and then finish up with Vietnam. Uh, I have to be back in the U.S. in North Carolina uh, at the end of March or early April. My older sister is having her first baby, so I want to experience that. And I'm just lucky enough to have the ability to take the time and go visit her and be with her and experience that firsthand. So, again, this podcast is going to cover all sorts of things. It's not always going to only be about traveling, but this next three months, you guys are going to get a earful of all sorts of things to do, to see, to eat, where to stay, other people, other travelers' experiences, their stories, how they've gotten to where they're at. So again, if you're big on travel and you, you know, you want to take this all in and learn from some stuff and kind of help create your own game plan of traveling Southeast Asia, this is the podcast for you. Do me a favor, share it with your friends. If you got an iPhone, do me a favor and go on there and throw us a review and a rating. It would be much appreciated. And follow us on Instagram at Talk Travel, the number two me podcast for updates on pictures, videos, all that kind of jazz. All right, y'all. Well, I appreciate you tuning in again. And uh, next time you hear from me, I'll be exploring the Philippines. Much love, y'all. Peace.